Greetings, listeners, and welcome to another week on the Vampire Diaries Diaries, your number one podcast outlining all of the best murders, backstabbings, and general craziness of the mystical folks in Mystic Falls, Virginia. My name is Beth, and I'm joined, as always, by my esteemed co-host, Claire, and we're excited to bring you Season 3, Episode 5, which is The Reckoning. And a reckoning it was. Indeed. Yeah, so we start off um, in a very quiet high school. Um, So we're at Mystic Falls High, and we're just kind of like panning throughout the empty hallways. It's nighttime, all the lights are off, and you hear this like clinking noise, and you're like, what is this? Um, And then we find out that it's Matt in the weight room by himself, just lifting weights like a creep in the middle of the night in the empty school. Yeah, it's great, because at first you're like, okay... Empty Mystic Falls High. Obviously, this is how it is every day, all the time. (laughs) Right. What's this clanking? Is it like the chains of a tortured ghost? What's going on? No, it's just Matt making some gains. Right. (laughs) And Matt has not been in the past couple episodes either. Getting swole like Sheriff Forbes. Yes. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Sheriff Forbes. Uh, Yeah, we didn't miss Matt. And Mm -mm. of course, here he's jocking out. But he... Senses some kind of disturbance in the force. And yes. he's like, what's going on? I'm only on my second set. This is terrible. <laughs> and he starts wandering through the empty school, like looking for the source of the trouble. And he goes into this classroom and suddenly, ah, all these mouse traps go off. Oh my gosh. And it freaked him out. But then we see that it's just Matt's pals. It's Bonnie. It's Caroline. It's, it's Bonnie. It's Bonnie. It's Tyler. And Elena. Um, And they're like, Matt, how could you forget senior prank night? So they're mad at him because he set off all of the traps that were supposed to go off tomorrow. Yeah. That was a lot of mouse traps. It was. And they just caught a rat. Ugh. (laughs) They sure did. (laughs) They were not humane mouse traps like the one we used to catch and release Rudy. That's for sure. Yeah, they weren't. They were the old timey like smash them ones. Yeah. Uh, and of course, Matt has ruined everything. Caroline is serving as the ringleader of this senior prank night. She's like, we've been waiting for this since freshman year. We're going to prank the shit out of the school. Somebody go shit in Alaric's shoe. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Caroline is all about like making memories and how important this is. Yeah. Um, so everybody's kind of following her lead on this one. Mm-hmm. And Bonnie goes off to uh, TP the pool, and Elena says she's going to super glue Alaric's desk shut. And Caroline's all happy that they're participating. Yep. And then Elena is just happily bopping around the school and opens a door and runs smack into Klaus. Right. He's just he's just there. And when we were watching the episode, Claire was like, wow, that had like no ramp up at all. Like that was sudden. <laughs> and it is. So Klaus just grabs her. Yeah, it is funny because, like, obviously I've seen this before, and I remember the broad strokes of what happens, but I don't super remember all of it and how everything transpires, so I'm still surprised by some of the twists. Like, yeah. In my mind, it was like a buildup of Stefan and Klaus being in Mystic Falls before he realized uh-huh. Elena was alive, but no, he just immediately finds her. Right, and Klaus is like, you're supposed to be dead. What are we going to do about that? Then it's the title card. Whoa. So a lot has happened in the first minute. Yeah. 
But uh, we cut after the title card to road trip with Damon and Catherine. Hey. And she is, you know, being Catherine and making sarcastic comments. And Damon says, stop being cute. And she says, that's not possible. Oh. Classic Catherine. Yep. Then, I don't know, like, did they start just making out? Yeah, like, Catherine matches her face on his face or vice versa. I don't mm-hmm. remember. Full disclosure, I'm a little bit drunk. We're both pretty tired. This is our third consecutive episode in one day. Yes. Uh, so they're making out somehow after some kind of brief conversation about probably what they're doing, but who knows. Right. And then Damon is driving this whole time. So this is the second week in a row that Damon is just like not watching the road at all and yet doesn't get into an accident. Mm-hmm. Is that like a vampire power? Does he have like eyes on the side of his head? Probably not. He's just a lucky bastard and he's not worrying about dying. Yeah, or killing anybody else. Yep. And he kind of shows her away and is like, oh, it was worth a try, but no, I just am not into it anymore. Yeah. He's like, you just don't do it for me anymore. And it's such a burn. And Catherine is like very taken aback because Damon was always kind of like the one that she kept on the back burner, right? Like he was the one who was obsessed with her for so long. He like felt the worst and like the most betrayed when she like kind of pieced out on him. So this is kind of like on Buffy when, so like Catherine is the Drusilla and Damon is the spike. So they're like super in love and he's obsessed with her and she leaves him for somebody else. And then he falls in love with Buffy, AKA Elena Oh. And then Drusilla comes back and he, like, hates her now. Wow. Gotta always bring it back to the Buffy parallels. Totally. Drusilla is the stupidest name for a vampire. It is. Is it D-R-U? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And she is kind of a ridiculous character, played by an American with a really bad fake British accent. Like mine? No, like, worse. <laughs> I don't know Yours about is that. actually pretty good. <laughs> She's, she always says, Spike. Oh, yikes. I don't Spike. like that. I'm Drusilla. Drusilla. Anyway, enough of Buffy Corner. Uh, this is an interesting road trip so far full of, like, blue balls and blue tubes. But then we go back to Mystic Falls where Stefan wakes up. Apparently, according to Rebecca... Klaus has been breaking his neck repeatedly every time he wakes up all afternoon. Yes. And he's left Rebecca to watch him in the truck. And she's like, BTW, we know that the doppelganger is still alive and you lied to us. Consider me jealous. And then she stabs him in the stomach with like a crowbar. Yes. Right. How many times has Stefan been stabbed in the stomach? Or like combined Stefan and Damon in this series. Oh my God. At least... 20 yeah probably more for sure and like so stefan's very worried when rebecca says that they know that elena is still alive and that she's the doppelganger so he kind of like fights rebecca a little bit like while she's stabbing him he's like where is she yeah Mm -hmm. but she is like a thousand years old and he's a baby in comparison so she gets the upper hand in no time at all good job rebecca and then back at the school, Klaus has dragged Elena into the gym where they're setting up a prank that I don't understand. There's just like a bunch of paper cups all over the floor, like stood up. Were they going to put water in them or something? Yeah. They're all empty. I think that 
I think that the thing is that you like fill them with something and it just takes like a really, really long time to clean up because okay. it's like there's so many cups and like you have to pick them all up one by one. It just seems like a really boring prank. Yeah. The mousetrap one was a little boring too. But it, that has like an immediate impact of like all of a sudden there's sound and yeah. people will get me startled. But it's like, <laughs> oh no, there's cups. Good point. I don't know. I just, we were in the gym for a lot of this episode. And so I kept on seeing the cups and being like, what is the point? <laughs> but Klaus has an American accent here for some reason. And it's really bad. It's worth them, worse than both, both of our British accents. It is. It English, was really bad. Speech. He's like, hey, y'all. Prank night is over. You're all busted. I am here and you're all leaving. Bye. Yeah, that's exactly how it sounded. But like, why does everyone listen to him? Nobody knows who he is. I don't know. And he sounds like such a dork. He does. But he makes everybody leave except for a guy and a girl who we later realize or he tells us are Dana and Chad from the decade dance. Yeah. Back when he was a Lara Klaus. Oh, And uses yes. his compelled minions. Uh, so sad. Because he compelled them again here. Yeah. So he's like, you two, you could stay. So he compels one girl to lift up her leg. And then he compels the guy that if she lowers her leg, that he has to, what is it? Fight her to death or something? Beat her to death. Beat her to death. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but, like, I can stand on one foot for maybe a minute. Yeah, that would not, that would be a timely death for me. It wouldn't be very drawn out. Hopefully she has good core strength and balance. She seemed pretty fit. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, so that's a bummer. And Elena's obviously very frightened about this entire situation. And Klaus is really having the time of his life because he gets to torture random people for no reason. Mm-hmm. His signature move. Yeah. And while that's happening, Damon pulls the car over on the road trip and makes Catherine get out. And he throws the keys into the forest and is like, I'm not going anywhere else until you tell me what the damn hell your plan is. Right. Which is weird because Damon is like the one who decided to go with her. But I digress. Like, I mean, I guess he had to drive her out. A little bit, but I don't know. Yeah. It's just a very symbolic, dramatic gesture. It is. Very Salvatore of him. So Salvatore. That could be the alternate name for this podcast. Is that like, that's so Raven? Yeah, that's so, so Salvatore. Salvatore. <laughs> Which is great if you know Beth and the fact that when she gets mad, she makes a face like Raven Simone. <laughs> oh, I forgot about my Raven face. <laughs> but pretty much Catherine like gives in to Damon because she can't go anywhere and explains that she has the necklace um, that we know she took last episode from Bonnie. The necklace used to be Elena's and before that Rebecca's and before that belonged to the original witch. Mm -hmm. So Catherine wants to use this necklace as leverage um, because she she knows that Klaus really wants it and she's hoping she can clear up this 500 year feud or whatever. Yeah, basically anything that Klaus wants, she wants to have for herself so he won't murder her. Yep. Because Catherine's all about self-preservation. Definitely. And she says that she wants to, like, figure out what the deal is with it. And Damon's like, well, the original wish is dead. And I don't know how else you plan to figure out, like, what to do with it. And Catherine reveals 
the most hilarious part of her plan. Yes. She's like, when I was stealing the necklace from Bonnie, I also overheard something really interesting. But first, I gotta know, Damon, are you really committed to this no matter what? You're gonna follow it through? He's like, totes, baby. Let's do it. Uh Uh-huh. And he's like, this is not gonna win you any points at home. Pops the trunk, and who's dead inside? But Jeremy Gilbert. It's Jeremy. Yay. (laughs) Jeremy. He got kidnapped. He is much like Alaric last week, taking a death nap. Mm -hmm. Because he, you might remember, also has a ring. Yep. He has a gaudy ass ring. (laughs) He does have a gaudy ass ring. And Catherine has killed him and stuffed him in a trunk. And now they're going to wait for him to wake up because she knows that he can talk to ghosts. Because she says that back in the day, Pearl knew how to... uh, kill Klaus and she passed the knowledge on to Anna I think I skipped a scene but that's okay it does and it happens like very close to there so no worries (laughs) um but in the meantime we go back to the school where Tyler and Caroline are kind of kissing and Caroline is really sweet here and she's like listen do you think that Matt's gonna be okay and Tyler's like I'm kissing you and you're worried about whether your ex-boyfriend is going to be okay or not. And yeah. And Caroline's just like, listen, I'm just worried about him. I want this to be a really good year for all of us. And she's just kind of echoing what she said earlier in the episode, like why she wants them to make these memories. Like it's their senior year. She wants it to be great. Meanwhile, I'm like, after everything Matt has done and said to you, like all his bullshit, like you still care about him. And, like, she did with her dad last week. Like, Caroline is very much like Elena in that she'll forgive forgive anything. Mm -hmm. That's very true. It's sad. Yeah. And Tyler kind of has a nice moment here, I guess, when he's like, okay, um, I don't think that Matt's doing that good. He doesn't have anybody to talk to. um, His own fault. Yeah. And he just doesn't really have anyone. And Caroline is like looking concerned and Tyler's like I just love how big your heart is so it's just this like tender moment between the two of us but it's cut short because Rebecca waltzes into the school and she's like oh you two are so cute sorry that was like a southern accent thing (laughs) and Caroline's like who are you and then Rebecca like fangs out and makes a boner face she says I'm the new girl Ooh, drama is that how the British version of new girl is that the new girl is a vampire I hope so that's a show I would watch a show starring Rebecca where she's the new girl I was gonna say who's the British Zoe Deschanel um is it like Felicity Jones (laughs) maybe I feel like it could be Rebecca yeah why not dye her hair Mm -hmm. put some glasses on (laughs) so yeah she really knows how to time her entrance she does (laughs) we can see that there's a family trait of being very dramatic and like elijah tries to hide it he also kind of is that way yes i miss elijah i know me too bring him back (laughs) so anyway we go to bonnie and matt who are tp'ing the pool which seems like a really weird place to do that. Like, TP the gym. Yeah. And put a bunch of cups in the pool. Because all of the toilet paper is just going to melt yeah. onto the pool, and then you're not going to be able to keep TPing it. And it's going to be really easy to clean up, just like... The skimmer. The, the skimmer. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they're just a bunch of dumbasses. So prank tips with Claire. And I hate pranks. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they're TPing, and Bonnie's really getting into it, and Matt's like, why are you so excited? 
She says she's following Caroline's example and trying to get into the spirit of the thing. But Matt's just a big buzzkill. Yeah. And he pretty much... Well, Bonnie kind of inquires about it, but they start talking about how Matt can see Vicky. Or he wants to see Or that he wants to see Vicky because he knows that Jeremy can. Because remember a few episodes back, they were like staging a Vicky intervention with all of her belongings, like her bong. Oh, and Bonnie tells Matt that she finally knows about the ghost thing. And he's like, oh, thank God. I've been wanting to tell you. Yeah. And then he's like, hey, remember how a year ago we were both lifeguards? And that just reminds you that we're in season three and not even a full year has passed in their lives. Because season one started at the beginning of the school year. Uh Uh-huh. So we're like just coming to a year from there. Okay. I'm glad that they put this in some sort of context of time because it was unclear. Yeah. So then he gives a rundown. One of my favorite Vampire Diaries conventions is when a character just like says a list of things that have happened like very (laughs) accurately, but it's just ridiculous. Yeah. And we're putting a video of this on our Instagram. So look that up. Uh, He says like, so yeah, so much has happened since then. Caroline's a vampire. You're a witch. My sister's a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor Matt. And meanwhile, Matt is like the only human left. Because technically Elaine is a human, but she's also a doppelganger, which is somehow a thing. Yeah. And Jeremy is a human, but he's Jeremy, so he doesn't count. He's barely human. Yeah. He's just an asshole. He's a supernatural asshole. (laughs) That is so true. So Matt is like, okay, Bonnie, I'm going to go get us some more toilet paper so we can finish this up. So he walks out of the pool and walks into the bathroom and he's just picking up rolls of toilet paper really quickly. It's like as if they're just piled in the stalls waiting for him. Yeah. Um, And Vicky kind of pops out and she's like, Matt, I can hear you. I can hear you, Matt. And he like is kind of he kind of gets an inkling that he can hear something, but he can't see her. So he just kind of continues on. Yeah. Like she reopens one of the stall doors after he closes it. Oh yeah. And my theory about this scene is that since Vicky proves in this episode that she can really poltergeist the shit out of some objects Mm -hmm. that Vicky's ghost was just standing in each stall and handed him the toilet paper rolls, but he didn't notice that they were floating in the air. Yeah. That (laughs) seems like what happened. Yep. It's the only explanation because in a public bathroom like that, the toilet paper rolls are like under lock and key. Yeah. Those, those contraptions are really elaborate. Yeah. You it's need not like, like a your special key. Personal bathroom where you can just yank it off the roll. And even if he was, he was still capturing them too fast than if he took it off the roll. Yeah. It's the little things that just don't make sense that really get to you. <laughs> yep. Five minutes later, we're still talking about Matt taking the toilet paper. Oh my god, and I almost forgot about the best part of this scene, which is, like, when the stall door reopens, he, like, peeks in the stall, and it has a shot of the graffiti on the stall wall, and it says, R.I.P. Vicky Donovan. And Matt, like, smiles fondly. There's also one that says, Ziggy rules. (laughs) I didn't see any of the other ones, because that one made me laugh. Again, this is like an example of the producers for this show or whatever, just having no idea like what teenagers are like. So they're just like, write Ziggy rules. (laughs) There's just a really big David Bowie fan at this school. (laughs) 
Or somebody who really likes Bob Marley's son. Yeah. So back to the gym. Klaus is really getting impatient about this whole situation. And uh, he lets Dana put her foot down and relax while he uh, turns to greet Tyler. Uh, Caroline has been left behind, but Rebecca pulled Tyler into the gym. And Klaus is like, let me make this simple for you. If you want to save Tyler, you got to figure out how to make my hybrids work. And he feeds Tyler his blood and snaps his neck. So he's in hybrid transition. He's going to go the way of Seventh Heaven Kid if somebody doesn't figure something out. Right. So he says Bonnie has to find the solution. I guess Bonnie's there at this point for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bonnie's there and she like pretty much has a limited amount of time to figure out how to save Tyler so that he stays alive. Mm -hmm. Um, And the idea is that if Tyler can transition correctly, then the curse will be broken or whatever, and he'll be able to create more hybrids. Yeah. So he's using that as incentive for Bonnie to really try. Uh, Also in this scene, Rebecca meets Elena for the first time, and she, of course, throws some shade. She's like, oh, so this is the latest doppelganger. The original one was much prettier. That makes no sense because doppelgangers are literally exactly the same. Yes. But it also brings up an idea which hasn't really been presented before now that there might have been other doppelgangers before Catherine. Oh, yeah. Or that Catherine might herself be a doppelganger. Because they kind of talk about that from uh, when Klaus first became interested in Caroline. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's like the second time we're really thinking about this. Okay. But how many Nina Dobrevs have there been throughout history? Wow, I hope so many. Maybe the one in Chicago on the last episode was actually a different doppelganger between Catherine and Elena. Oh my gosh, that would be intense. It would. It'd be like some orphan black shit. <laughs> how many characters can Nina Dobrev play in one show? <laughs> So Bonnie and Matt go off together to find a solution. And Matt does exactly the same thing Jeremy did last week. And he's like, can't you just ask all those dead witches to tell you the answer? And she explains again that bringing Jeremy back to life put her on the outs with the dead witches. So she can't access their magic anymore. Okay, we get it now, show. You've told us this like 800 times. (laughs) And uh, I think this is where we go to the uh, road trip trio now with Jeremy Mm -hmm. and where Catherine explains that they need him to talk to Anna to find out about how to kill Klaus. Yep. And Jeremy like wakes up in the car or they've taken him out of the trunk and he like groggily wakes up and he's like, what? Where am I? What's going on? Oh my God. He's so annoying. Yep. But he was like, oh, you need me to see Anna. Gotcha. That's all he is good for. I guess that's what makes him not human anymore. He can see ghosts. Yeah. He's a ghost whisperer. Yeah, so I think we just check in with them really quick to establish that that's why Jeremy's there. And then we go back to the gym. Oh, yes. And Stefan strolls in. Yeah, so Stefan has a huge announcement. So he's like... He, like, runs into the gym and he's like, Klaus, I've come here to pledge my loyalty to you. I can assure you, Elena means nothing to me. And, like, you hear, like, all the records scratch. It's like, (laughs) and, like, everybody's staring at Stefan. It's like, really, bitch? Yeah. Nobody believes. I know. I know. 
And Klaus is just like, hmm, okay, we'll see about that. And then he just hauls off and, like, slaps Elena really hard. And, <laughs> of course, Estefan, like, immediately reacts. And he's like, okay, fine, fine. Um, I'll do anything, literally anything to save Elena. Like, he switches like that. Yeah. Yeah, Klaus has asked Stefan to kill Dana and Chad. And Elena's like, Stefan, no, you don't have to do it. And, like, mm-hmm. he kind of does in this situation, unless you want to die, which obviously you do at all times. Right. But, uh, yeah, then that's when Klaus slaps Elena and then chokes Stefan for a bit. And then he <laughs> compels Stefan to obey all of his orders, and he orders him to kill Chad and Dana, and he does with great enthusiasm. Yeah. And Elena is just very shocked. She's making a shocked face, and she's horrified. Like, she didn't know that he went on a murder spree all summer. I know. This is what shocks her. He was compelled to kill these people. Yeah. He told her he left a trail of bodies from Tennessee to Florida. Yep. That's a lot of bodies. It is. multiple states. It's thousands of miles. Do I know how many states there are between Florida and Tennessee? No. It's been a long time since elementary school. It's multiple. You it's said. at least one in between them. <laughs> Education. Hooray. So then we check back in over at the car where Jeremy is now sitting up on the picnic table and he's like giving Damon gruff about not wanting to help them. So Damon goes over and just smashes Jeremy's head into the side of the picnic table, which okay fair enough i want to do that constantly i know (laughs) so at this point jeremy like kind of summons anna into his view and anna says that she's doesn't want to help them oh i think that's when damon smashes his head so that anna sees that and then gets concerned and then she's more willing to help because she sees that her beloved jeremy is being hurt yeah, and also at this moment, or like just before Jeremy gets head smashed, Catherine says, if you want to make an omelet, you have to break a few legs. Oh my god, I missed that. L-O-L-O-L. I don't like that mixed metaphor. And so Anna, of course, loves Jeremy for some reason. She's like, they're just going to use this information to find Michael, and you don't want to wake him up. You'll regret it. He'll kill you all. Yeah, and Jeremy immediately says, Oh, she said, Michael, you don't want to wake Michael up. Good job, Jeremy, keeping it cool. I know. And they're like, who's Michael? Why is he asleep? What the hell? And Anna says, he's a vampire who kills vampires. Mm Mm-hmm. Which explains how he was alive in the 20s and is still alive now. It does. Although apparently he's napping. Yeah. A lot of people have been napping on this show lately. I know. So back to the school rebecca is hanging out with caroline in the hallway and she's dragged tyler's a currently dead soon to be transitioning body out with them and she had probably snapped caroline's neck because she's also just waking up from a nap Mm -hmm. she's like oh my god what's going on rebecca has taken somebody's phone i assume (laughs) caroline's yeah she apparently has figured out phones immediately which brings me back to when all the two vampires woke up and (laughs) Anna was teaching them all to use things, and Pearl was trying to explain cell phones. Yeah. (laughs) But Rebecca is just on it immediately and taking selfies. Yeah, she picked it up super quick, and she was looking at all of her selfies, and she came across a picture of Stefan and Elena. Mm -hmm. And at first, she just seemed annoyed, but then she zooms in on the 
on Elena and notices that Elena is wearing the necklace. And there are several close-ups of the phone and people zooming on it in this episode as though that was, like, a new functionality that they really needed to, like, yeah. show how technologically advanced people are now. It was definitely some product placement, for yeah. sure. But it was, like, a phone that didn't have, like, the full front screen. It was, like, an early camera phone. Yeah, it still had buttons. When you would still call such a thing a camera phone. <laughs> right. I love things like that. <laughs> So yeah, now she's like, what in the ever-loving fuck is this bitch doing with my necklace? Like, those are practically her exact Yeah, words, I think it was, why did, why did, why, uh, sorry. Why is that doppelganger bitch wearing my necklace? Yes, there you go. <laughs> so she storms into the gym and is like, where is it? You have my necklace! Wah! And Elena says she doesn't have it, and Rebecca bites her in the neck and starts drinking. But, uh... Klaus stops her and is like, tell me the truth now, where's the necklace? (laughs) She says that Catherine stole it. And then Klaus is all, ah, Katarina. (laughs) Well, it would have been easier if she was here, but you know what? I'm tired of waiting around for all of your bullshit. I'm setting this gym timer for 20 minutes so Bonnie can figure it out. It's like the horror version of the last scene of Never Been Kissed. It is, yeah. (laughs) So now there's a 20 minute timer and this is like, I think as close as the vampire diaries gets to a bottle episode or or like an episode happening in real time. Mm -hmm. So it's like we're halfway through and now there's a 20 minute timer. Yeah. It's fun. And so he then compels or seven's already compelled to obey and he instructs him that after the 20 minutes are over, if they haven't figured out the hybrid thing, then he has to start drinking from Elena. And then if she tries to run, he has to sever her spine. Yeah, he's very specific with those instructions. It's a little disturbing. And they're like, no, shit. And then he leaves them alone in the gym together to really enjoy this awkward moment. Yeah. Yikes. Speaking of awkward, Matt is back to the gym. So somehow he managed to not be in the gym at all so far or matt is back at like the school gym the workout the workout room room. yeah the weight room thank you (laughs) multiple meanings of the word gym here yeah so matt is separate from the whole crew yeah well he hooked up with bonnie and they had the plan that they were going to go find jeremy to talk to anna like the same thing that Catherine had okay but they don't know where jeremy is so she's like meet me at the truck and he's like i gotta get my gym bag i guess okay right (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. not like we're on a timer or anything (laughs) Yeah. yeah his gym bag is really important Um, So he goes into the workout room and all of the shit is gone from his bag and it's like strewn on a path back to the pool Mm -hmm. and he looks in the pool and he sees that his keys are down there and he's just like, oh man. Oh yeah, I guess he had to go get the keys to the car they were going to drive. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Because Bonnie didn't have a ride. Gotcha. (laughs) I guess something made sense. (laughs) Good job, show writers. So... We figure out pretty quick that Vicky is the one who's strewn all of his belongings around because she's really trying to make contact with him um, to help with the situation. So Vicky's like kicking his shoes into the pool and like all this other shit um, to try and get his attention. And then she eventually somehow texts him <laughs> from an unknown number. From an unknown number. And it from says. From the unknown. Yeah. Yeah, no. What did the text even say? Uh, it said, I can help you, Maddie. Oh, I can help you, Maddie. Yep. So Matt 
has a cunning plan that he's been led to by the ghost of Vicky that he needs to be able to talk to Vicky to figure out what her deal is. But in order to do that, he has to die just like Jeremy. And so he's, he calls Bonnie and tells her this and is like, so I need you to do that for me again. And she's like, I already told you I can't access those witches anymore. I can't bring you back. And he's like, you don't need magic. You just need CPR, like when we were lifeguards. Whoa. So he doesn't know for sure how far away Bonnie is or how long it will take her to get back to him. But he's just like, well, going to go in the pool now. And he gets a weight from the uh, weight room, like a giant one. Yeah. Ties it to his waist (laughs) with like a wrestler belt and jumps into the pool. And there's this really long shot of his vacant face, like, covered in bubbles <laughs> underwater. Yeah, it was weird. It looked really low budget, too, yeah, I felt it was like. very silly. It looked yeah. out of place for the show somehow. It did. And Bonnie's like, oh, fuck, I'm surrounded by morons. And so she <laughs> goes running through the school to get to him. And she runs into the pool, fully clothed, and dives down and pulls Matt up um, and brings him onto like the land next to the pool and starts giving CPR. And then Matt has this vision where like everything is suddenly like bright and washed out, but they're still in the pool. Yeah. And Vicky is there and she's like, Maddie. And he's like, Vicky. And he's like between life and death. Yeah. Wow. And she says that she has a message for Bonnie. And then he wakes up and spits out a bunch of water. We get a brief moment of Damon with Catherine, and he get he uh, asks for his phone back, and she's like, "Why? So you can see if Elena called you?" And oh. he's like, "Whatever." He takes the phone and sees he has all these texts from Bonnie that Klaus is there, and Catherine's like, "Listen, who cares? Like, we need to go find this Michael guy. It's our best chance to kill Klaus." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Nope, I am going back." I'm going to rescue Elena. You keep Jeremy so he can have Anna, like, GPS you to wherever the fuck Michael is sleeping. (laughs) And so they split up. I'm confused how, like... How is Damon going to get back? Exactly. That's what I'm wondering. Is he just zooming back to Mystic Falls? Somebody somebody did. Well, I guess that would explain how he doesn't turn up until everything is over, basically. Right. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so he is finally going to like join the party, but we don't get to see him for a bit because we have to go back to the gym where Elena is trying to woman-splain to Stefan how compulsion works because yes. she heard about Bill Forbes and how he can't be compelled for bullshit reasons. Yeah. She's like, if he can do it, you can do it. You just have to want it enough. It's like, no. No, that's not how it works. And Stefan is like... Maybe if I had decades to hone the task, but listen, I'm a ripper. I'm not going to be able to stop um, the compulsion. I'm not going to be able to stop if I have to start feeding on you. When that clock ticks down, I'm going to kill you. I'm a ripper. A ripper doesn't stop. Yes. And Elena's all like, but you love me. And if you really tried, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't do it like you could stop yourself blah 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 you at least owe me this after everything i've been through and stefan's like yeah like for all of this i do owe you but when that clock strikes zero you dead <laughs> Pretty i much. get one drop of your blood and i won't be able to stop and it's like wasn't he 
drinking her blood every day for a while to be strong enough to fight Klaus. He was. Continuity. But anyway, uh, this is also a very Twilight moment. Uh, I don't know if you recall the first Twilight movie toward the end. For some reason... Edward has to drink Bella's blood, like, to get some poison out of her or something. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I don't know if I'll be able to stop. Mm -hmm. But he uses his willpower to stop before he kills her. So beautiful. He's so much better than Stefan, I guess. Yep. Although he is more emotionally abusive than Stefan, which is a hard task. (laughs) That is. That is high level of emotional abuse. Anyway, this isn't the Twilight Tales. Uh... Stefan is convinced that if he has to drink one drop, he'll drink it all because Elena's like a Pringle. And (laughs) so she's really upset. She thinks that he should just be able to resist the compulsion of original vampire, no problem. But before we get to the end of the timer, we have to go back to Caroline and Tyler. And Tyler is waking up in, in his vampire transition. Yes. And this was a little confusing because did someone say that hybrids can't transition while Elena is alive or what? Uh, so they're like explaining to Tyler what's happening because he doesn't remember. Oh, right. Okay. And Rebecca's kind of giving him the low down like, so you're turning into a vampire and unless Bonnie can fix it, you're going to die. Right. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And then Bonnie comes in and is like, I have a message from the original witch. She says that uh, the spell didn't work because Elena wasn't supposed to survive the sacrifice. And everybody's really upset because they all love Elena. Mm-hmm. It's like when you know somebody that dumb who, like, obviously can't care or take care of themselves, like, I guess you do have to have this protective kind of friendship. Like, oh, no, not Elena. Yeah, I guess. Not again. <laughs> so now everybody thinks that Elena has to die or else Tyler is going to die. Right. And it's like, who do you okay. think they're going to choose? They're going to choose Elena. Yeah. Bye, Tyler. RIP, <laughs> girl. You dead. Yeah. Then we go back to Stefan and Elena having the same argument, and mm-hmm. he's like, listen, you have to run. I know Klaus said I had to sever your spine, but if you don't run, I'm going to drain you dry, so get the fuck out of here. And mm-hmm. then the timer runs out, and the point is moot. But she starts running, and he's trying to stop himself, and he's doing this thing where, like, his body is forcing him forward because of the compulsion, but he's, like, smashing himself into walls so that he slows himself down like, yeah. against lockers. Yeah, and he's, like, super zooming into walls and stuff to, like, try and, like, buy her some time. Yeah, and she gets into the cafeteria and he makes it in there and he, like, finds a broom and snaps it and starts, like, stabbing himself in the stomach. Yeah. he is so used to it, I guess. <laughs> uh, anything to stop him from attacking Elena, I guess. Yeah, but then Klaus shows up to ruin the fun. Yes, so Klaus is not happy. He's like, are you serious? You'd rather, like, kill yourself than see something happen to this girl? You really are still in love, aren't you? Um, so the then- only thing stronger than my compulsion... Or, no, the yes. only thing stronger than your thirst for blood is your love for this one girl. Yes, perfect. A+. plus. <laughs> oh, that was good. And so he's like, we need to fix that problem because I need you to be my 
errand boy. Mm-hmm. So you should just turn off that pesky humanity and that love for this girl. Like, it'll be so much easier for all of us. And Elena's like, don't do it, Stefan. You don't have to. Ah, yeah. I love you. And, and Stefan keeps saying no. And, yeah. like, Klaus is like, turn it off. And he's like, no. Even though he's, like, struggling so, so much. And it wasn't 100% clear to me. So does he, does Klaus compel Stefan to shut it off? Yeah, like the last time he screams right. in his face, they have, whenever they're showing that somebody's being compelled, they have to do a close-up of their eyes. Yeah. So you can see, like, their pupils dilating really quick. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so he does that to Stefan. So Stefan is now forced to turn off his humanity and therefore his love for Elena. We've heard about this humanity switch over and over. Mm-hmm. I thought Rose told us it was bull- bullshit, but apparently it's real for Stefan. Yeah. And he suddenly, like, face boners and doesn't give a fuck. And Elena's like, what did you do? And Klaus says, I fixed him. Whoa. Why didn't you have a drink from the doppelganger's neck? And Stefan bites Elena. Wow, that was emotional. Right, Apparently, right on top of where Rebecca bit her, because we'll see later, she only has one neck bandage. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert, she lives. <laughs> she does. How? That's what I don't understand. But, I don't know. Okay. Because she's the heroine, and heroines always live. Yeah. At least until the story's over. So, so, Klaus, I guess, drags Elena back into the gym. And she's like, why don't you just kill me if you're going to kill me? And he's like, oh, well, in good time. But Rebecca is really excited that Elena has to die for this to happen. But then Klaus says, I have a theory that we need to do the opposite of what the witch said. Because the message was from the original witch. Yes. So he is convinced. Or actually, they didn't go back to the gym. They went to the classroom where Rebecca is with Caroline and Tyler. Mm-hmm. Sorry. And he has now a vial of Elena's blood somehow. Because I guess Stefan didn't fully kill her. Right. Even though he said that he couldn't stop if he had one drop. Well, he's a liar, but (laughs) in a good way. And so Klaus has decided he thinks that the message means that actually Tyler needs to drink Elena's blood, the doppelganger's blood, to successfully transition. So he feeds it to Tyler. Tyler, like, gags and looks like he's writhing in pain. Which is not normal for transition, but whatever. He looks like he's about to die. Yeah. But then he pops his face up. He has the yellow werewolf eyes, but also a face boner and fangs. Whoa. Baby's first face boner. They got to put that one up on the fridge. (laughs) They do. So now Tyler's a hybrid. He sure is. And Klaus has figured out that the answer to making a hybrid army is to feed Helena's blood to them, which is how she survives this episode because he needs to keep her alive. So she keeps on producing blood he can use to make his army. Yep. So Elena has a purpose now. Yes. And we see very quickly that her purpose is to have her blood drained by a compelled nurse in a hospital. Yes, this was so creepy. So Elena's like laying down and the nurse is kind of shuffling around and doing nurse things. And she's like, what happened? And she tries to get up and the nurse is like, no, no, lay down. Klaus says you need your rest. And then Elena realizes that they're actually taking her blood instead of like giving her blood which she will likely desperately need after just being attacked by two vampires it's very important for your for your friend klaus yeah (laughs) so we go back to stefan no klaus and rebecca and she's like how did you know that that would work 
And he says he wanted to do the exact opposite of what the original witch said because the original witch hated Klaus for mm-hmm. whatever reason, probably because of his personality. Right. <laughs> but uh, Rebecca says, a thousand years and she's still messing with you. <laughs> so the reason that she's still messing with him or was messing with him back then is that the original witch created the sun and the moon curse, or whatever it was mm-hmm. that he had to do the sacrifice for. And she built in one of those nasty witch loopholes where in order to break the curse, he had to kill the doppelganger. But the only way to make more hybrids was with the doppelganger's blood. So theoretically, it shouldn't have been possible for there to be more than one hybrid. But since they kept Elena from dying, now he can make as many hybrids as he wants as long as she's alive. So, really, all of this is Uncle John Gilbert's fault. Oh, wow. Yeah. R.I.P. girl. Interesting. It all comes full circle thanks to Uncle John. Yep. Always in our hearts. (laughs) So, yeah, Klaus and Rebecca are, like, out in the parking lot, like, thinking all of this over. And there is, like, a bit of a moment here because Rebecca is just kind of like, all right, so now we have the hybrids. Like, is this, are you happy now? And Klaus says something along the lines of, like, he didn't want to, like, live his life alone. Yeah, and, as long as he has hybrids, he'll never be alone. Right, yeah. So Rebecca is like, is that what this is about? You being alone? So it's kind of, like, adds almost, like, a nice element to Klaus. Like, you feel a little bad for him a tiny bit, but yeah. still, it was bullshit. Well, it's like last week was all about how he missed his friend Stefan, and now it's like he doesn't want to be lonely. Mm-hmm. It's like, I can sympathize with that, but not the memes. yeah. So that's all always fun to have a sad villain. <laughs> right. But then Damon pops up. Yeah. <laughs> He's finally made it. And Klaus is like, oh, hello. You're lucky that I made a promise to Stefan not to kill you. Although I don't think you care anymore. So he starts slamming Damon on cars and is like ready to kill him. Mm-hmm. But then Damon says, what about Michael? Yeah, and then Klaus is like, what do you know about Michael? And it's like, that name is so common. Like, st- <laughs> like Damon could have just said that out of nowhere. Yeah, but Klaus is freaked out now, and Damon says that he and Catherine found Michael, and Michael knows where Klaus is. Wow. Which is a little bit of a stretch of the truth, because they just, like, found out that Michael exists. But mm-hmm. Catherine's on a mission, and she's very competent, so it's only a matter of time. And so Klaus, like, zooms away, and Damon goes to the hospital and gets Elena out of that creepy bed. Yeah, so he, like, lifts her up. He removes her blood bag, and he's not, like, face bonering or anything at all um, at the scent of her blood being around. Yeah. So romantic. Yep, so Just very much a hero. About anything else that Damon has been doing lately. Right. <laughs> so, so he, like, bridal carries her out of the hospital yeah and she she's has so a weak. giant neck bandage just like vicky donovan r.i.p r.i.p but also welcome back <laughs> and then we have a really weird moment of caroline and tyler walking yeah. down the hall and she's like how do you feel and tyler is like super happy he's mm-hmm. like everything feels so much better now he's like super happy to be a hybrid mm-hmm. like not concerned about anything that's been happening and he's just like almost as cheerful as Caroline is after something terrible has happened to her. Right, yeah. He's like, I just know it's going to be an amazing year. And then he starts, like, making out with her. So this doesn't bode well. Yeah. Yeah. 
So we don't know what the fuck is going on with him. Maybe being a hybrid is like also being on drugs all the time. Who knows? Yeah. Or maybe Elena's blood is just really delicious. <laughs> so that's something we'll have to pick up with soon. Mm-hmm. And so Bonnie and Matt are trying to leave now that all of like the action has happened. So mm-hmm. Bonnie still needs a ride home. So <laughs> she goes up to Matt, who's trying to get his shit together in the locker room. And she's like, listen, what you did was really stupid. You need to be able to live your life as a normal person and not like try and kill yourself or try and become a mystical being. Like you're the last one of us that's left. Mm-hmm. So Matt is just kind of like, listen, I need a little bit more time before I leave here. Like, I'm not trying to kill myself. I just know that Vicky's here watching me and I need to say goodbye. Mm -hmm. So Bonnie leaves the room and then Matt still thinks that she's there. So he starts to try and yell at Bonnie, but then he realizes that it's Vicky. um, And Vicky says, hi, Maddie. So it seems like Matt's going to get his closure here, which I still think is annoying because he didn't even like Vicky when she was alive. And he had nothing nice to say about her except that she had a really good collection of bongs. (laughs) Yeah. So he can see her ghost now, at least for this scene, Mm -hmm. uh, because he drowned himself like a dumbass. And when Bonnie is scolding him, he's like, yeah, it was dumb, but it worked. So I don't regret it. It was worth it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like think about being Bonnie and like how traumatic that must've been that she had to like, against all odds resuscitate her friend on time yeah like what if he had died i know it's terrible how dare he put that on bonnie we'll get to that in wireman yeah but yeah so he is having his moment with vicky and then we go back to the salvatore boarding house where damon has taken elena and she's wrapped in possibly the same blanket as when she thought bonnie was dead at the decade dance oh episode. yeah and he gives her a stiff drink He's like, this will help you forget. But if you really want to forget all the bad stuff, I can help you with that. Right. Yeah. So he's like basically offering to compel her to forget. And Elena kind of makes a stand. She's like, no, I need to remember this. I need to remember all of it. Mm -hmm. So it seems like she is like kind of coming to terms with what Stefan has become. Yeah. She says he's really gone Mm -hmm. all this time. And then, like, in this really meek, sad voice, she's like, where were you, Damon? Oh, yeah. It's really sad, because usually, like, no matter what else is going on, Damon is there to, like, protect her. But he was in a snit because of last week, and so he ran off with Catherine, and he's really regretful now, and he's like, I will never leave you again. I'm so sorry. And that yeah. sounds like a threat more than a promise, but whatever. It does. I, I was thinking the same exact thing. I was like, oh, okay. Um, and... I think at this time, too, Damon gives Elena the necklace that he was able to take from Catherine. Right. He says he stole it back. Yeah. And I was thinking in this scene, like, Elena hasn't had the necklace for, like, at least a day. And does she have any other vervain, like, on her? I don't know. Is she just going without now? But she has her necklace back, so that's a moot point. Yeah. But it seems irresponsible. Totally. So... As they're, like, sharing this tender moment, um, Stefan actually walks in and he's like, well, 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 isn't this cozy? And he just looks, like, fine. Like, nothing bad had just happened. He's, like, all, like, clean and his hair is done. Cool as a cucumber. Yep. 
And he explains to Damon and Elena um, that Klaus is gone and that he's tasked Stefan with keeping an eye on Elena um, until he returns. He says, you're under my protection now because Klaus needs Elena alive. Right. But he has turned off his humanity, so he doesn't care about Elena and doesn't care that she and Damon are flirting right in front of him. It's like, oh, and carry on with what you were doing. Don't mind me. Yeah. Very weird. It's very uncanny and creepy. And then we get to our very last scene where Catherine and Jeremy Gilbert, what a strange duo, are walking (laughs) towards like a giant mausoleum or something. And Catherine is like explaining something that Anna said that a witch entombed Michael in a graveyard in Charlotte in the 90s. So now they're in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. They've been all over the damn southeast. Uh, and they break open this tomb, or I, sh- I should say Catherine does, because it's very heavy. Yep. And we see the mummified vampire corpse of Michael, like, wrapped in chains. Yeah, and he, like, creepily opens his dead eyes. Yeah. And then the episode ends. Bum, bum, bum. Wow. This is a very good one. This was a really, really, really good one. It was amazing. Like, I always think of, like, when I think of season three and the beginning of the season, I always remember, like, the school gym and, like, the girl standing on one foot. Yeah. And Klaus making Stefan turn his humanity off. It's, like, a big turning point. Right. We always say turning point, and I remember there was an episode called that. (laughs) This episode should be called that. (laughs) So, yeah, moving things along, Klaus is back out of town. He only popped into Mystic Falls for a hot second. Mm Mm-hmm. Somehow they scraped themselves out of that 20-minute mess. I'm I know, very surprised. How did surprised. nobody die in that except Dana and Chad? Yeah. Sorry, guys. If somebody had to go, I'm glad it was them. Yeah. So now Stefan's living back at the boarding house. So I guess probably Damon's going to have to move into the Gilberts and share a bedroom with Alaric. Yeah. <laughs> Alaric was gone this week. What was he doing? He was preparing for the Founders Council meeting next week. Yeah. I was kind of wondering, like, how does he not know this is going on? And then I realized this whole episode takes place in, like, one hour in one night. Yeah. It's crazy. And maybe it's, like, one of those things where it seems like it's a tradition, so the teachers would stay away from yeah. the senior prank night. Or the teacher, because we know there's no yes, but Yes, the teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Michael is in the mix. What do you think his deal is? Oh, I think he's a sassy bitch that lives for drama. Yeah. Um, I don't... I don't know. I like, so is he like a self-hating vampire? Does he, I don't know. It's hard to tell. We'll find out. We will. There's so much left to happen in this season. I was thinking about all the various things while this one was going on. Yeah. It's crazy. What do you think is going to be like the status of the relationships at the end of this season? I think that Elena and Damon are definitely going to be together. Okay. I don't see how it could go any other way, especially like the fact that he was able to take her out of the hospital and like he pledged to protect her. Mm -hmm. Um, I just see it. I do see it heading in that direction for sure. I don't even know what the fuck will happen with Stefan now that his humanity is turned off. um, Maybe he'll finally like let Elena go. What about the other characters? I think that Caroline and Tyler are doing pretty good, but this whole hybrid thing is creeping me out. Like, things seem too good to be true. Like there has to be some side, some sort of like horrible side effect um, 
of Tyler being a hybrid. Like maybe it's going to turn him into like a super aggressive, like man whore or something. Yeah. Like season one (laughs) Tyler and he won't be able to stay with Caroline. Um, Mm. So I think who else is in a relationship? Bonnie Uh, and Jeremy. I just pray that Bonnie and Jeremy break up (laughs) soon. She can't carry all that dead weight around. It's Mm -hmm. dragging her down like Matt in the pool. Literal dead weight with a ghost situation. (laughs) Right. All right. I always love your predictions. Sometimes you're right and sometimes you're wrong. Yeah, I know. I think I'm wrong more often than I'm right, but that's okay. That's the fun of watching a show for the first time. It is. All right. So who do you want to punch? I have to pick Klaus. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he's the obvious choice, but he... Is just so fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like, all he cares about is himself. All he cares about is furthering the hybrid race. I thought that 20 minutes was a ridiculously tight deadline. Yeah. Like, come on. You give him a, an hour at least. You don't start at 20 minutes. Um, it was really sad, like, when he was making Stefan turn his humanity off. Mm-hmm. And he just seemed like extra cruel i feel like sometimes that i don't fully recognize how evil klaus is because of his british accent (laughs) because he's like all right sweetheart and then i'm like oh british and then he's gentlemanly yes exactly i i like it prevents it from fully sinking in but in this episode we really were like okay this guy is evil after he tried to make some like nicer comebacks in the past episodes with talking Mm -hmm. about his friendship with stefan and like him being lonely i don't know yeah he's a real piece of work for sure bring back bring back elijah please (laughs) uh who do you want to punch claire i'm gonna say elena I know that the natural choice is Matt, but Mm -hmm. I just was really annoyed by the way that Elena just, like, assumed that Stefan loved her so much that he could overcome the compulsion of an original vampire. Right. That was just so annoying, and it was so, like, mean to Stefan to be like, if you loved me enough, you could do this, and... I don't often pity Stefan, but I was like, look what you're dealing with in this, like, very unpleasant moment Mm -hmm. and she just like think how self-involved she has to be that she thinks she's so special that a vampire could do that like come on elena i know have some a self-preservation and be like perspective yeah i would have just like been hiding in the corner been like well this is it r.i.p so yeah that really bugged me and like her cumulative stupidity in this season so far (laughs) i just feel like at some point i needed to punch her and it might as well be today i support this i also like the phrase cumulative stupidity (laughs) it's good so who you want to high five so i think that i'm going to choose bonnie in this episode Mm -hmm. um because she was able to pull so much shit out of her ass to keep multiple people alive um it was good and she pulled Matt out of that pool and gave him CPR like a boss. Like, mm-hmm. is there anything this lady can't do? Seriously. Except have good taste in boyfriends. But <laughs> that's besides the point. Yeah. Um, but she was just, like, super brave, too, when Klaus was like, oh, like, here's the witch. You're the one that screwed everything up. And she's like, yeah, I am. What are you going to do about it? Or so, you know, it's, she didn't say it exactly like that, but she stood up to him. Um, so, yeah, Bonnie was just being badass. Yeah. Who do you want to high five? 
I was just trying to think, and, like, nobody was really super high-fiveable in this episode, except maybe Bonnie. Uh-huh. Like, mostly everybody was either stupid or just really annoying or evil. Yeah. Like, I thought about maybe Rebecca just for, like, slapping Stefan around, but mm-hmm. she also is being a dick to people I like. She was. So, just because I always like her and because she was really being herself in this episode, I'll say Caroline. Okay. Yep. Like, she's always the one rallying the troops and keeping the clan together and, like, mm-hmm. trying to make them have fun, and she was really there for Tyler, and I don't know. She just rules. I'll she high does. Five her. I like it. I feel I like, like I haven't high fived her yet this season. Maybe so. She needs one too. Totally. So that brings us to our age old question: Why are men? Why? We'll never answer. Yeah. So there's a lot of the classic shit with like Damon is punishing Elena for like not acting the way he wants by mm-hmm. running away. Mm-hmm. And that's really annoying. Matt really bugged me in this episode in some really specifically male ways where the way that he used Bonnie. Yes. With no regard for like how traumatic it might be to her. Like he decides he wants something and he knows that Bonnie has to help him. He just basically holds her hostage to his will and it's like, well, she's going to do the hard work for me so I can have this one thing that I really want. And he really puts her through it. And then afterwards is not even sorry about it. No. He doesn't apologize for what he put her through. He's yeah. just like, I saw my sister for a second and she gave me a lying message. And his answer is like, well, it worked. Yeah. Uh, do the ends justify the means there? I don't know. No. I don't think so. Not at all. I mean... Technically, it indirectly led to, like, both Elena and Tyler getting to live, but none of his (laughs) intentions were in that direction. No, and he didn't know that that would... It was more of a selfish thing that he wanted to see his sister than anything else, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it wasn't at all involved. I mean, technically, he was kind of thinking about how he could be a Jeremy replacement, but that wasn't really the main reason he wanted to do it. Right. Poor Bonnie just has to do all of the dirty work. Bonnie has been through so much. She really has. And she continues to be through being in love with Jeremy Gilbert for some fucking reason. I don't understand it. Like, luckily Jeremy was just, like, at the whims of Catherine and Damon in this episode. So he really had no power at all in any part of the situation. Mm -hmm. So he couldn't be as awful as usual. So that was a nice break. It was. And... His scene with Catherine reminded me of when he stole all of the white oak ash and wasted it (laughs) and got himself caught in the tomb or whatever the hell happened. So always good to look back on some of Jeremy Gilbert's greatest hits from season. I guess that was season two, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Good job, Jeremy. But yeah, men were men in all over the place. I don't really have anything to add to what you said. There was like so much moving action that like it was kind of the same old the same old same old coming up over and over again yeah and like with klaus it was just general evil yeah towards everybody yeah he does not discriminate based on gender he's a horrible murderer to everyone with stefan i guess there was a little bit of something when he was talking about how he wouldn't be able to stop drinking from elena where it's kind of like the thing where they say like boys will be boys men have uncontrollable uncontrollable urges Mm -hmm. 
and they can't be responsible for the terrible things they do. It's just their male hormones. Right. That's bullshit. Yeah. Like, obviously, in this show, there's, like, more specific supernatural rules mm-hmm. in his bloodaholism, but it did kind of make me think of that. Yeah, for sure. That whole, like, boys will be boys type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But on the whole, I don't really have much else to say about men, so they can fuck off. I'm tired of them today. Yes. <laughs> we just yeah. miss you, men. You got off easy this week. Dissed and dismissed. Uh, So who should have done it? That's going to be tough this week. It is tough. It is tough. I'm like trying not to fall on my old standby. I have one. Okay. Stefan and Rebecca. Oh, I think a lot of problems could be solved if Stefan would just like hook into his old feelings of love for Rebecca. Yeah. He has made the decision in his life and, like, what he's going to do going forward that he's not going to be with Elena. Mm -hmm. So if he could just let go of those feelings and tap into his love for Rebecca, which he rediscovered very recently, like, he could really just solve a lot of issues. Right. And so she seems like a good match for him. Like, she's obviously super into him. She Mm -hmm. seems like she's got her own cool thing going on. She's a little bit mean and... She's not being very nice to the people we love, but if she had Stefan to keep her occupied, she would be uh, out of their hair. Yeah. I so. think that's a good choice. I I like them as a pairing, even though like it seems not to like work out yeah. in a lot of the episodes, but they do seem like good together. And she would like bust his balls. She wouldn't get let him get away with shit like Elena does. Right. Very true. What about you? I'm gonna be boring. And I'm going to pick Tyler and Caroline because I feel like their relationship is not going to last through this whole hybrid thing. (laughs) And just seeing Caroline happy, like so happy at the beginning of the episode Mm -hmm. um, when she was like talking about like making memories and like everybody having a great senior year and things like that. So if they can share like some good moments together before whatever shitstorm is coming, um, that would make me happy for her. Yeah, like some nice high school sweetheart moments. Yeah, like go to the dance. I'm sure there's a decade dance coming. Yeah, go to a founder's ball. (laughs) So this is really like tangential, but they had two decade dances so far, right? Yes. Those were both in the same school year because it's only been a year since the pilot. That's weird. That is weird. I feel like they decided how much time they were like, oh, we need to let the people know how much time has passed. Uh, A year. Anyway, I approve of that choice. Thank you. And I guess that takes us to the end. Uh, So if you have thoughts or feelings that you need to share with us, if you haven't turned off your humanity switch and therefore care, you can <laughs> mystic follow us on Twitter at the VD Diaries or on Facebook at the Vampire Diaries Diaries. We are on Instagram at the underscore VD underscore Diaries underscore podcast. Um, and we always love if you guys give the podcast a listen on iTunes or on SoundCloud, um, other places that you can listen to podcasts. And we always appreciate any new um, ratings and especially reviews because we love hearing from you guys. Narcissism. Mm-hmm. So yeah, hit us up. We will maybe read your question on the podcast, shout you out. If you're narcissistic like we are, you would love that. and no matter whether you're going to write or review this or not I hope you have a wonderful week and that nobody compels or tortures you in your high school 
And if you're going to prank, make it more interesting than cups. He's a ripper. Mozzarella. <laughs>